G'day, g'day, guys. Now, before we dive into today's show, I want to ask you a few quick questions. Are you looking to take your investing career to the next level? Are you wanting an accountability partner who will push you to achieve your goals? Are you needing to surround yourself with successful investors and entrepreneurs in order to up your game and take control of your life? Well, if you've answered yes to any of those questions, I am super pumped and excited to announce that I'm starting the Syndicator Incubator Mastermind Group. This mastermind is a group of highly motivated, abundance-orientated, hand-selected hustlers and entrepreneurs who are ready to take that next step in their investing career. We are now taking applications for the next group of champions. If you're interested to find out more, then email me at info, that's I-N-F-O, at reedgoosens.com and put in the subject line, The Syndicator Incubator. Being a part of this mastermind group, you will have unlimited access to both myself and my business partner, Andrew Campbell, and you will understand how we have been able to build a portfolio of over 1,200 units worth over $120 million in under 24 months, and we've achieved financial freedom in the process. There are once a month mastermind calls with the group and a yearly conference where you will learn from the best in the business. So what are you waiting for? There are only limited spots, so get your application pack by emailing me at info at And remember, be bold, be brave, and go give life a crack. But when you lose your health, you lose everything. That's it. I mean, now you can say I hit rock bottom. <laughs> because before, I still had that bad attitude. I, I want to call it, it was a bad attitude. I was going to figure it out. I didn't need anyone. I was going to do it. But once I had to lay in bed, well, who then what? <laughs> so I started depending on others a little bit. I really didn't have much of a choice at that point. And you know what? I It was good because in that process of learning to depend on others, I learned I could depend on others. And people wanted to help. And they helped me get back on my feet. They helped me with, you know, feel encouraged. Welcome to Investing in the US, a podcast for real estate investors, business owners, and aspiring entrepreneurs looking to break into the US market. Join Reid as he interviews go-getters, risk-takers, and the best in the business about their journey towards financial freedom and the sheer joy of creating something from nothing. G'day, g'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the US podcast from Los Angeles. I'm your host, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, I'm glad that you've all tuned in to learn from my incredible guests, and each and every one of them are the cream of the crop here in the United States when it comes to real estate investing, business investing, and entrepreneurship. Each show, I try and tease out their incredible stories of how they have successfully created their businesses here in the US, how they've created financial freedom, massive amounts of cash flow, and ultimately created extraordinary lives for themselves and their families. Life by design, as I like to say. Hopefully, these guests will inspire all of my cracking listeners, which are you guys, to get off the couch and go and take massive amounts of action. If these guys can do it, so can you. Now, as you know, I'm all about sharing the knowledge with my loyal listeners, which is you guys, and there's absolutely no BS on this show, just straight into the nuts and bolts. Now, if you do like this show, 
show, the easiest way to give back is to give us a review on iTunes and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching at Reed Goosens. You can find the show wherever you podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Google Play. But you can also find these episodes up on my YouTube channel. So head over to reedgoosens.com, click on the video link and it will take you to the video recordings of these podcasts where you can see my ugly mug but the beautiful faces of my guests each and every week. All right, enough out of me. Let's get cracking and into today's show. Today on the show, I have the pleasure of speaking with Tamara Aragon. Tamara is the definition of a self-starter and a wildly successful real estate investor. At the age of just 20, she was already the owner of a multi-million dollar business. Since then, she has gone on to see so many wins, but also a a fair few failures when it comes to her personal life, but also in her business. Today, Tamara Tamara has done over... 500 real estate transactions, personally owns a portfolio of rental properties, averaging about five flips a month. She recently closed on three deals, get this, sitting on the beaches of Fiji, and she leads the life that most people only ever dream of. In addition to her ongoing real estate investment businesses, she also sustains a coaching practice for aspiring entrepreneurs, a semi-annual retreat for for female entrepreneurs, and a program called Locator Gold that pays finder fees to funnel FSBOs into a hub of investors. I'm really excited and pumped to have her on the show today, but enough out of me. Let's get her out here. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Um, a little bit in the green room, we're talking about that we, you know, you're also living in California. Tell the listeners where you're calling in from today. Stockton, California. It was actually a number one in foreclosures and number two in foreclosures the last couple of drops. So that's that's the that's what a lot of people know that's, about the town. Uh, the other the, side is it's one of the three ports. It's got beautiful waterways and nice. it's sunny outside right now when it's that's not great. all of California. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the first question I always kick off uh, with all my guests is rewind the clock and tell me how you made your first ever dollar as a kid. That's a funny story because I'll just keep it short. I took a little red wagon when I was, I think I was eight. And uh, at least that's what I remember and my parents confirmed. And um, what is one thing that everybody needs and uses? Um, I'll, I'll just answer that question for you. Light bulbs. So I I bought light bulbs for, I can't remember the exact price, but we'll just say a nickel. And I stuck them in my little red wagon and I went door to door selling light bulbs. And I found out for the first time that when you knock on the door to people's house and you have something that they need and you can double your money. (laughs) (laughs) So I sold door to door light bulbs. Awesome. What age were you at that? What, 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 how old were you? Oh, I'm old. I'm no, old. no. How old was? No, how, how old were you when? <laughs> no, how old were? I'll how just, old were you I'll doing? I'll just tell that? you right now. I'm 57. <laughs> I was eight. You were so eight. That was about. That was all it take. It was a Got long it. time no, ago. But I, but I could imagine a, a cute girl rocking up to the door and hey, can you buy a light bulb? Of course, you're going to double pay for for, for one nickel to get pay for oh, four nickels. Yeah. So. And you know, if somebody knocked on my door right now, I'd probably look around and go, oh shoot, I do need one there. You got one? Yeah. I mean, fantastic. <laughs> I think it was a great idea. I got an entrepreneurial bug very early. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, in, in the introduction, I, I also mentioned that you, at a very young age, in your early 20s, you had a multi-million dollar company. What was it? It was selling clothing to nursing home residents. Huh. Wow. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you stumble into that? That's an interesting one. Okay. So I got my degree in merchandising in the, uh, San Francisco, and I saw all kinds of fancy stores out there. And I knew from my light bulb interactions and many other between that time and this time when I was now 
about 18 is when I started college, that I was never going to be making it working for somebody else, that I was going to own my own. So it wasn't going to be competing with all the stores in downtown San Francisco. So I decided a long time ago to try to find another way. So I thought, well, shoot, I'm learning all this stuff about buying clothes. I wonder what old people wear. So I actually, in those days, because, uh, you know, we're talking 30 something years ago, wasn't a lot of stuff on the internet, had to hand write letters to those people who ran nursing homes and asked where they bought clothes and said I was gonna call them. So see, even in real estate, you gotta do this. You gotta research your market, find out if there's a viable sale to be made. So then I called and everybody was thrilled about the idea about me bringing clothes to them. They were having to go out and go shopping for their clothes. Then they'd bring them in and these poor old people never got a chance to touch or feel. They had to take what they got. So it was really a win-win for me to bring them in. People could make decisions and the money was coming from, funneled through the nursing home from the government and it was money they had to spend on clothes. So I did that. Uh, and I actually, uh, I'll, I'll try to keep it to like three minutes here. Uh, I was working, I got a summer job and somebody uh, lost a manager at one of the largest men's chain stores that summer. And it was the summer of when I got my, after I got my uh, AA. So I was two years into college and I, I didn't, wasn't really loving. I, I just, I, I wanted to start my own business. I just knew it. But anyway, I got this high paying job in the summer that it, because I got that management job from somebody leaving. So they were trying to suck me into not going back to school. So, but I decided to take my, I, and by the way, I put myself through college, three jobs paid. I come from a very middle-class family, hardworking folks, just taking care of three kids and getting by. No one taught me how to run a business, but I did save money and knew that I was going to do that. So I had $2,500 at that time. I bought for uh, $1,500, my uncle's UPS style truck. You know what a UPS truck looks like? Exactly what I bought from him, only it was 20 years old at the time. And I had my uh, dad help me put together a ramp to wheel in a rack and I knew where to buy clothes. So I bought clothes and put them on the rack, scheduled my first appointment while I was working at that retail store and went on a Thursday night, wheeled that rack of clothes in and within one hour I had $500 sold. So, and that day, $500 in an hour was a ton of money to a 20 year old that was, you know. So I went in, gave my notice, didn't go back to college and Clothes Unique was born. That's my first born, ran it for eight years, uh, grew it to multiple states, multiple trucks, uh, started doing direct mail, cataloging, all the stuff I knew nothing about. So life was good. I had bought my eight acre ranch. I, I always tell people I flipped horses before I flipped houses because I owned 17 Arabian horses ah. bred and sold, which was my dream. So I was living the dream, living <laughs> the dream, got married, had a little boy. My mom worked for me, my sisters and multiple employees. So that's the, the high life that I was having. That was the high life, right? For, for a while. And you, then- you met, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll get into that, but I want to know, I don't, it's, it's never- I was going to talk, got to reflect back on where you've came from because it's such an interesting uh, time in the in your life that you just figured it out and not coming from some you know, family where there is an entrepreneur or a business owner to have that already within your system from day dot really as you first went to college to say I'm going to go and work for someone else you clearly had the spark and and something was never going to stop you so it sounds sounds freaking awesome what 
what was the uh, I, I could imagine you could also have gone to consignment stores and picked up pretty cheap clothes as well right for, for these older folks no because they they were in wheelchairs and I actually ended up doing things like putting their names on the inside with indelible ink and back snap clothing for those in wheelchairs so I found what they needed remember mm -hmm. I made that phone call then I went and found it and mm. made it and had it put together and I'm shortening that because again me having a merchandising degree and living in San Francisco I had some contacts so see right. it was my path um <laughs> that i had to to make um but i if i didn't live in san francisco i wouldn't have had any idea where to buy clothes or a rack for that matter or hangers <laughs> uh, <laughs> and if i didn't have an uncle who owned a barbershop who happened to be selling a truck you know it just could have gone all different so it's kind of like where opportunity meets you know and i was ready you you uh, were the because the, the subscription boxes these days that come to your door, like you know the raises and the tampons that you can sign up for, like you were that pre that, but for clothes for old folks. So I think that exactly. was you're, you're really yeah. ahead of your time. <laughs> yeah, and actually it was so special because I mean, imagine you and I not being able to pick out our own clothes. Somebody just mm. said, "Hey, this is what you're wearing today." So I actually gave this great opportunity for these folks that never could get out a chance to have some a little bit of independence back while I made money. Mm -hmm. and the and saved employees time so it was just such a win-win and it did it was a multi-million dollar business and it That's did awesome. really well and it was so fun for a did long you, time did you successfully exit did you sell it on to someone else no this is the bad part ah, okay okay <laughs> the government changed the rules and stopped letting nursing homes handle money ah. so that over time again i with my grit tried to figure it out didn't work uh, again, I'm shortening it, but you know, I tried everything I could. I tried inviting families and tried to just make it work, but little by little by little by little, it got eaten up. And this was at a time when the market was also turning uh, upside down in that time. And I was married to a guy who was involved in building. So his business was also floundering. So we ended up, uh, the, the stress and everything, I'm sure, uh, I, I divorced, uh, I lost my house, uh, foreclosure, bankruptcy. It was a really hard time and then my mom who worked for me uh, ended up getting cancer and I had to take care of her so it was a really hard time and then I had the culmination uh, about a year or two into that uh, while I was struggling to figure out my life and what to do now that my firstborn died I call Ooh. it my firstborn because that's what it felt like right right, you, know, right, right, you put right. Yeah, so yeah. much of yourself into something for like I think it was eight years at that point and it really was my identity, which was really unhealthy, mm. really unhealthy. Okay. Uh, and I really did, you know, think I had it all together and didn't need anyone because I figured it out. I Gosh. figured it out. I was 20 something years old and I was ruling the world. Mm -hmm. That was false thinking. Okay. Because right. you know what? Just like that, just like that, all of it was gone. And um, it, all of it. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to jump in here for a second because it's, it's so interesting that, you know, your your example of getting into a business that was so dictated on a government subsidy, um, which you know can be very successful, but without the right tool, you're just a small operator that you found a niche in the market that you could not, not always say exploit, but you you you, you capitalized oh, on, yeah. and, and 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 but then it can be gone in an instant, just and like that. that. And, and that's like that. where you, you you know understanding what your value is of your business and 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 and, and what assets you have. That's where businesses can go bankrupt pretty quickly. Yeah, so, it took about two years. I thought I could depend on family members and and public guardians who were now managing the money, but they all had their own way of doing things and they were used to it. And 
most of the time families didn't want to come in and do anything at all. Mm. So yeah, I just, I mean, I just thought there would be an alternative way, but yep, that's right. You don't want, again, I'll, I'll get to that. I do have a point about that all in on one thing. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. Um, so, 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 so you've, you've hit a bit of rock bottom in, in your, well, no, I haven't yet. I, have one oh, more. I haven't yet. Okay. Keep going. Oh, keep going. One more. <laughs> One more thing. So when you're that distracted and your life's falling, falling apart and your best friend dies, mom, and uh, you know, you start not thinking straight, then you get in a car accident. So the car accident wasn't my fault, but I might've been able to see that person that was going to run the red light if I was paying attention. So I was in bed ridden and uh, very, very, very injured. I mean, it was really a hard time. So that was rock bottom because what I figured out then, because everything up to that point, I was going to figure, I still had that grit. But when you lose your health, you lose everything. That's it. I mean, now you can say I hit rock bottom <laughs> because before I still had that bad attitude. I, I want to call it, it was a bad attitude. I was going to figure it out. I didn't need anyone. I was going to do it. But once I had to lay in bed, well, who, then what? <laughs> so I started depending on others a little bit. I really didn't have much of a choice at that point. And you know what? I, it was good. Because in that process of learning to depend on others, I learned I could depend on others. And people wanted to help. And they helped me get back on my feet. And they helped me with, you know, feel encouraged. And um, during that time, I walked through a sundry shop at an airport and saw a book. You want to know, now I'm going to lead to real estate. The book was called One Minute Millionaire. It's actually, right there. Uh, it's the one that was signed by the author. Um, Mark Victor Hansen and Robert Allen. And it, it, now everybody knows about multiple streams of income and, you know, and, and not putting all your eggs in one basket like I had done. My, I was the basket, by the way, I thought. It wasn't just my business. It was me thinking it, I didn't need anybody or anything. I could just do it myself. That is false thinking. And um, I also found out not putting all your money in one basket. Okay. I buried it in my firstborn. And my firstborn died. My money went away. But we want to have multiple streams of income, right? So when I read this book, it was a huge revelation to me because that was like, you know, 14 years ago when it was just coming out. So that author, uh, the two authors, Mark and Bob, uh, ended up being my buddies, were uh, speaking in LA on what I call a free seminar. You ever been to a free seminar? Yes, many times, <laughs> many Many uh, snake oil salesmen have come exactly. through. Exactly. Well, I hate to call them that because, you know, they got to make a living. Uh, but that's how you, you listen and then you, you and it's okay because I, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't attend that free seminar because when they offered the opportunity to work with them and I, I just read their book and I just wanted to be them, um, they uh, had the, the lowest price coaching program at $5,000. The other ones were 50 and way beyond my budget at the time. Well, all of it was beyond my budget, actually, because <laughs> when they offered it at 5000 I raised my hand and said, sure. And then I started thinking, wait a minute, I don't have 5000 <laughs> So I, uh, but I figured it out like I always have. I uh, called a friend who, again, had been there for me. And that friend knew I'd worked 10 jobs to pay him back, um, put it on his credit, her, her credit card, actually. And um, that credit card, I paid 10% interest to them, plus the interest on the credit card to get started on my coaching so that I could learn multiple streams of income, one of which was real estate. And actually, be, to be honest with you, was the one I instantly loved. Mm -hmm. um, 
I also did some inventions and of course entrepreneurship and ended up doing online businesses and some other things that are still successfully going. But that was my launch into the idea. And it was just an idea at that point of real estate. Cause when you're getting on group coaching calls, they teach you just enough to be dangerous. They don't <laughs> exactly. give you contracts. They don't exactly. tell you. Yeah, so. I'm interrupting this episode to remind you guys about the Syndicator Incubator Mastermind Group. If you want to take your investing career to the next level and surround yourself with the best in the business, then apply today. Spots are filling up fast. I'm only taking a handful of people for the next round, so get your application by emailing me at info, I-N-F-O, at reedgoosens.com. Remember, be bold, be brave, and go give life a crack. Now back into the show. But I think just reflecting a little bit back on um, just the bedridden stuff, you know, the, the, the hitting rock bottom, so many people, so many people, and I'm, I'm only in my early 30s, but I've interviewed a lot of folks on this show over, over 200 episodes, four and a half years into it. But you see so many people that are, are successful in business, but their health is shit. Their relationships are rubbish. Right. They think they know it all. Right. And these pillars that they're really just standing on one leg. And that one leg is the success of the business because you said it was your identity. Mm-hmm. And when that pillar goes, it, you only have one way to go. Gravity only acts in one direction, that is down. And so when you don't realize that, and it's just more of a um, sort of reflecting back some of the stuff that I clearly can see that you, you struggled with, just the identity piece and just it all come crumbling down around you that you couldn't, you didn't know what, why, you know, like, why was this all happening? Because I, I thought I had it figured out, but actually you, to be successful in life, you need the other pillars to be just as strong as the, as the business pillar. And if you don't, if you neglect those other things like your health, all your relationships or, you know, whatever things go to shit, excuse my language, but they do. Right. And that's, and, 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 and that's, and that's where you got to pick yourself back up. But, but I guess it's also was a huge lesson in, in, in how to pick yourself back up because so many people wouldn't have, right. They would have just said, I'm down and I'm out. And that's where I've got to stay on the ground. And you decided, no, I'm going to figure out how to get this coaching business. Sorry, get coaching to get me back into the multiple streams of income. So, so I, I just had to reflect that a little bit to you because I think that was super key in your journey from what I'm hearing from you right now, but, yeah. but I didn't want to interrupt. So, so, so back into the real estate. So, so, so what, what, what was the first forte into the, into the real estate world? That, well, that you just really to loved? say, you know, I guess the, my, my realization that I need other people, people think, you know, they watch HGTV too much and these 24 hour <laughs> instantaneous things, you do what you do. I know you work with people. I work with people and I got coaching cause I figured out, Hey, if I could look at what somebody else is doing successfully and have them just mirror, if I could just mirror that, mm-hmm. if they could do it, I could do it. Right. It gave me hope. Yes. So, um, you know, that's huge. That just having hope beyond even the uh, experiences and tools and training and other things I got, I was given hope again. Mm-hmm. And um, I do, I am a strong believer of I can do it, you can do it. Sure. I, no, I think that's, you I have to be, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're just, you know, we're just all people. Um, about doing it a lot better if you get a mentor that has some experience that you can bounce ideas because every deal is a new deal. You probably agree with that too, Reed. Um, that every deal is a new deal. You can't just read a book and know how to do real estate. So it's so helpful to be able to go back to somebody and say, okay, I got this deal. This is happening. You know, how should I buy it? How should I sell it? What's the best exit strategy? And um, I think other people are just key. I mean, that's just going to be the theme of, of probably this conversation. I didn't realize that how we started, but it, you know, it, it is. So my first deal, it took me 11 months because I'm doing it the hard way, right? 
once a week coaching, trying to figure it out, you know, the cheap way. That wasn't even cheap, but um, I sending letters to people in foreclosure, knocking on doors, getting yelled at everywhere I went, you know, doing whatever I could do to try to find these motivated sellers that I could buy, you know, buy their house with the money I didn't have because I was following Robert Allen's no money down philosophy. So I found, I got the dream phone call, the dream phone call from a guy who said, I want to sell my house to you. I mean, who, I don't, I don't even hardly ever get phone calls like that. Usually, you know, I do a lot of direct mail and hardly ever anybody <laughs> just says that on a house that is not currently on the market for sale. And uh, I said, okay, great. So I hung up and then I was like, well, crap, I don't even know what contract to use. So I had to borrow a contract from a realtor and figure out, go down to the tax records and figure out what I would pay for it. You know, all the stuff old fashioned way online that I had to figure out to do. Went to the guy on, on the appointment, knocked on the door. He opens the door. The house reeks of cat urine. I see graffiti on the wall. It's dark, like no electricity. And he looks really, really sad. And uh, but, so I wasn't really afraid. Thank goodness. Uh, maybe, it, maybe I'd be different now. A little more cautious about what I did. But I went into the house and we sat on a box because he had no furniture. And I uh, opened the curtains, bring a little light in. And I, did, I asked the question that I always... Uh, ask, and I always suggest everybody ask, which is when you're going to sit with a seller, which is what do you want? Isn't that such a hard question? <laughs> what do you want for the house? What do, how can I help you? And he said he wanted $20,000 over the mortgage that he owed. And he gave me that amount. And I said, well, I already kind of checked that. So you know what? Perfect. Here, got the contract. So he signed right on the spot, my very first contract. And uh, then he does something that never happens. He stands up, hands me the keys to the house and pulls out the uh, keys out of his other pocket and said, here's the key to the car in the driveway. It doesn't run. You can have that too. And he leaves the house with me standing in it with keys and says, oh, just let me know when I can pick up my $20,000 check. Um, okay. And now I'm standing there kind of like I did in the training that I just told you about with no money and can't really figure out. And now I've got to help this poor guy. You know, he really is trusting me. I just signed a contract. So I did again, call friends, called friends to get him over to that house and start helping me fix it up. So before I owned it, shame mm -hmm. on me. Don't do this if anybody's new and listening. Uh, but I did it. I, I started fixing it and stuck a for sale by owner sign on the front lawn before I owned it. And uh, didn't know the strategy that I was doing, but I, and I did go take that contract to the title company, but I didn't even put a dollar on it. So I took the contract in, started fixing up the house with friends that did it and didn't charge me, told them I'd pay them back after I sold the house, put a for sale by owner sign. I actually got that house sold on a piece of paper before I bought it. So now I go into the title company with the contract and say, can I use this money to buy? <laughs> Okay, well, they don't let us do that so much anymore. They're a little harder to, to find title companies to handle that. And I, and I found out afterwards that's called a double closing. And it actually was a strategy at the time that was legal and possible. And I did it. So I actually, never having done it before, bought and sold and sold, uh, didn't buy and sold and made money on a house literally without one penny on it. And I uh, took an $80,000 profit on that check. Um, and uh, that was after he was paid his 20. And uh, I actually had $14,000, I had 13 something. So I ended up making like 67,000 is what my net was on my very first real estate deal. So I was all in, that was it. 
I was that was it. The, the going back, there was no turning back on real estate after that. That's <laughs> awesome. That, that that it's such an incredible story because so many things can come out of nowhere, right? You know, you you you're wishing and hoping that someone will pick up the phone and call you, and it did. I don't know, you know, if you, you know you don't 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 know who's looking above you, but there's some someone is to 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 have that little bit of hope and glimmer. And I think the biggest thing is that your resolve. Well, it was uh, 11 months of knocking on doors and letters. It wasn't well, it's, like in five minutes. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to have a lot of mental sturdy, you know, awareness and self-awareness to know that you can, you've got this. And I think- Do you the, think today it's like that though too? I mean, right, you don't just no. get to go out and throw some direct mail out and sell no. it by a house. Well, <laughs> but but the, your your mail is with other five other pieces of mail wanting to buy the house, right? Like there's so <laughs> many people doing it. But I think the biggest thing is this, like you're, you are- backing yourself right you're backing your intuition that you know there is no plan b right now i've got 11 months like you're 11 months in you're probably you're probably questioning at that point you're probably going okay this is getting a little thin here i need something to 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 stick because i also coach a few people and people do lose faith they do lose a little hope and they start the, the 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 light within them starts to fade a little bit um so so with all that being said, good on you. You got your first deal. Well, today's now- society tends to want that instant thing, though. Yes. You know, and yes. I'm, I mean, I don't mean to sound like an old person, but today's people, <laughs> they don't do it. But, you know. Back in my day. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just take, I think that today people need to understand that real estate isn't going to happen in five minutes. I mean, if you can get your first deal in 90 days or 120 days, fantastic. But if you've never even heard the word real estate or understand mm-hmm. the term FISBO or motivated seller, it might even take six months. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, don't, even, <laughs> don't even add into the fact that, you know, financial freedom, you know, like you, you know, people, a lot of people are selling the dream of financial freedom. And I'm, 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 I'm an example of picking up the book, Rich Dad Porter back in 2009, 10 years later, I'm finally financially free, but it took 10 years, right? Now, if you, if you thought it was going to take two years, even you thought, oh, two years, it was never going to take me two years. It actually t- ended up taking seven and a half years wow. from, that, from that point. Now, I moved to a new, whole, whole new country, but the, 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 the message is that it doesn't happen overnight. And exactly. if you do have the wrong Don't mindset- Don't give up. Right, if you do have the wrong mindset going into it, and you think, oh, I'm going to achieve this in 90 days or 60 days. Imagine if you said, oh, 30, you know, 60 days from now, I'm going to have my first deal done. You would have given up after six months, right? You wouldn't have been there at a month 11 for that one phone call to make you $66,000. So for everyone listening, it is a marathon, not a sprint. And it ta- anything that is worth doing takes time. Businesses take time to develop. So and don't anyway. Give up. Don't give up. That's just like a message that I just always, because if I can do it, you can do it. You can do it, right. It happens. Right. The richest people in America, real estate. Why not you? Right. right? Why not you? So, so Tamara, walk me through what your life now looks like today, the businesses that you've got around you, the systems, um, the ecosystem that you've created with, with what you do um, with your, your current real estate holdings. Well, I actually do live the life of my dreams. You, you said it. Um, I am happily married uh, 23 years now. To a different Congratulations. Very happily married. I have a daughter who's just, uh, I got to pay cash for uh, <laughs> uh, college in her fourth year. She's graduating uh, in May with a double major, straight A's, wonderful. Very, very, very proud of her. But I mean, to be able to say that I could put out 100, 150,000 cash for college, not because she had scholarships, that's only a quarter of the price, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's pretty, pretty satisfying. And I was able to be there for her starting at six years old and actually um, be here for her, you know, just when she came home from school. Kids don't want to talk when you say, how was your day? 
they'll go fine and go back to do something else. But when they want to talk and you can be there for them and not have to, I mean, be home for them, be there. And I was able to do that her whole life. And it, she's traveled to like, I don't know, I think 17 countries. I mean, we've traveled all of our life. Much of that has been on her own and her own money. She's very, she works two jobs. I don't pay for her livelihood. She's very independent. So my point on that is she's been a huge inspiration and a huge, you talk about lifestyle freedom, a, a huge inspiration for me to stay free, be able to do what I want with my family and go where I want. Freedom is, is really the basis, not the money the basis for all that I do. So today I uh, own several multi-units all over the United States. Today I have an office I never go to that has some people sitting in it that actually uh, handle my uh, inbound, outbound phone calls for sellers and buyers. And I also run some multiple online uh, businesses. Um, I work on different exit strategies with real estate is my, you know, I love doing real estate. Um, and I will always, I want to say, probably do that till I die. Um, with that, my heart lies, in case you haven't heard, with inspiring entrepreneurs and helping them with a plan to launch their life. And it happens to be that a majority of the entrepreneurs I work with are real estate investors or want to be real estate investors. But I do have an event I run uh, and take people to outside of their comfort zone to other countries like Fiji, like Costa Rica. Dominican Republic, we take them to different places and we help um, create a plan and design a life and a business they love so they can have lifestyle freedom using their passions and focusing on their sweet spot for their life, whatever that is. So not only do I do real estate, but I get to help others find their passion and their love and be there for their families and, and do more with their lives and give back more. Um, I'm a CASA, court appointed special advocate for foster children. That's my love. I love being able to have the time to give to two little girls uh, a couple times a month and make sure they're taken care of when they don't have a mommy and daddy to do that. So, you know, what's your passion? I don't know. But I think that if it was, uh, I think that's your why is probably the biggest reason. Sure. And, and I'm sure that why changes over time, right? I'm sure when you were there for your six-year-old daughter, when you finally got your time back, um, through real estate investing, that was your why, and now it's just transitioned into something else, helping other Little people. Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, can, can I ask? A I qu looked at my. Uh, that's funny you said that. I looked at my tagline when I started my first online uh, venture that was successful uh, in 2005, and my tagline was creating hope and a plan for the future. And that was 14 years ago when I started, and isn't ironic that I still have that heart for that. And, I, and truthfully, even in my real estate, the reason why I think I still love flipping houses, people ask me why I don't hold more. Well, I said, my answer to that is I do hold. I do hold if it makes sense. And <clears throat> so everything just, it depends. But if I can buy, because Stockton has houses for maybe, you could buy a house here for 150. Wow. I know. And <laughs> you know, all the way up to millions. But I mean, I still can get some pretty good price under $200,000 homes. But if I can get a house for 150, and somebody wants it for 20,000 more right now, like mm -hmm. in a week. I mean, I can make 20,000 in a week or I can keep that house for the next 10 years. And how long would it take me to earn that? A long time on that house. Right. So right. I, you got to do what makes sense. So. Can, can I ask a question about the personal branding stuff? Because I feel like that is, how much has that been a huge success in your, your career post issues? 
meaning meaning putting your meaning you're putting your face out there as the 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 Tamra Aragon is the is the the key person of influence and come to me and and that helps recession proof because you're not reliant on the clothing company or the government to pay for the elderly folks clothes or a specific business it's it's you as the business putting you as the for, for at the forefront of the business to attract people and attract you know opportunities your way well i've also that how, okay so i am a brand but i also have prop, you know things that i have sold like you mentioned locator gold at the beginning that isn't me you mm-hmm. see my face on the video but it could be anybody's face i've created software programs the bottom line deal finder the there are things out there that don't that i can still collect residual income on forever. I mean, even my very first online program that I I created in 2005, I'm going to tell you the name of it because someone can still go to massive profits in foreclosures and look at that very old site, still sells, still valid. Isn't that crazy? 14. I mean, some things never change. Um, I just kind of leave it up there for fun now (laughs) because it's my original first program. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that you've put, you've, you've, you put yourself out there. A lot of people don't put a face out there, right? And, and because you have, as the the influencer or the the thought leader, people trust you now. So whatever you're, if you're in the online business or you're in the the business of you know creating entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs and going on these awesome trips or buying a flip or buying a multifamily in somewhere else across, whatever you do, they're, they're the tentacles, the, the the sort of the 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 head of it is you, right? It's, it, they trust you. They they come into your sphere because they like you, right? It's your story yeah. that they like. People business, like it's I said. It's a people business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, uh, I just think that if uh, it doesn't work, if you're going to try to be something you're not. Mm. So mm. I think it's really important. Um, I think a lot of insecurities come when they think they're going to find out who you really are. <laughs> um, for instance, in helping real estate investors getting started, they're afraid to talk to a seller because they've never done a deal. Right. Oh, right. they right. find out I've never done a deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just tell them, you know what? You're my first one. <laughs> so it's sometimes that no, I'm serious. I, I tell them to tell them I'm your partner, but <laughs> yeah, right, right. And I do walk them through it, but no. I get it. And it, and I think being I'm able to be authentic because I know I, I it is what it is, and, and I think people identify with having um, things that are not perfect in you. We all have our imperfections and our mistakes and our failures and our challenges. Without you know. And I think the the person that puts themselves out there and tries to be perfect is the one that's going to, you know, going to probably have a hard time in the big picture because they won't be. So I think my branding is just more, more being authentic and, um, and caring and, and, and uh, wanting others to succeed. And that really truly am. I really truly want that. That's not fake. <laughs> right. Right. But it also goes back to you, you, your whole, if you can, if I, if they can do it, I can do it and backing yourself, Right. Exactly. Your your business is now essentially is reliant on you, and if you're authentic, if you're real, if you're true to what you're saying you're going to do, then nothing is to hide, and there's no there's nothing going to come and sideswipe you because you can still pivot into different businesses as the as markets change or whatever because you're still authentic in what the brand and what the message you're trying to send out. Right? I think that was exactly. the, the thing I was trying yes, to get. Yes, that is true. And and even in the real estate market, a lot of people is this a good time to buy? Yes, it's always going to be yes. Okay. <laughs> Because there's always a way to do it. So like right now with a flattened year in California, kind of flat, you know, kind of flat, maybe going up a tiny bit, which is still great. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not going down, but at least in my area. It's well, in, in, in Los Angeles, I tell you what, 
The price of construction down here with the Olympics around the corner is ridiculous. That's and- <laughs> Yeah, it's not. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but keep going. No, it is. It's crazy. So, but for for me, flipping houses, buying and reselling houses that are built, um, it's uh, and, and even reselling, it's taken a little longer, and it's you know, it's not lease options is is so now I'm now I'm turning into something a little bit different. So I'm working alongside a guy um, that we're starting to fit together. In fact, I'm going to be in the Silicon Valley speaking with him, um, at our Realty 411. If you've ever not yep. heard of that. Yes, or, I do. I've, I've, I've attended many. I've spoken at their events as well here in Southern okay. California. So I'm speaking and John Jackson is speaking. Mm-hmm. And lease options is something I think is a really good way to, to look at, uh, dealing with your properties at this point, yep. uh, with the, in the place that we're at. So, and it's not for, again, it's just another exit strategy. And then and in this market, it's a good one uh, to, to consider. So, it's always a good market to buy real estate. It's always, a, it's just, you have to ha- get someone that knows what they're doing to guide you to make the right decisions and not get in those deals are gonna make you lose. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What What has 2020 got in store for you? Well, I am doing a lot more uh, speaking and traveling. I'm um, going to John Jackson's events on a monthly basis. I haven't been, I've been kind of hiding out, making, making my uh, real estate way. I am buying more buy and holds right now because the rental market is very strong where I'm at. So that seems to be a good exit strategy I'm holding on to. I mean, if I put a house on the market for rent in my area right now, there's a line of people for them. So, wow. um, yeah, so that that's it. And I'm going to continue. We're, we're going to go to Ireland mm. for my event in July with Donna Parto. We do called seven days to freedom. If anybody, seven days to freedom.com wants to take a peek at that. Um, Super excited to 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 take twenty or so people and uh, get them away and just spend a week. We have a great way of uh, finding people's sweet spot, I call it, uh, or icky guy Japanese call it. <laughs> or however, have you ever heard that term? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's I never even heard that term. We were doing it long before I heard that term. <laughs> so we spend a week and then I and then I create a business plan for them. I mean, literally, they go home ready to launch. So and we just have a blast. So going there in July. And, awesome. Uh, lots of lots of fun stuff. Lots of fun. Thanks for asking. I, I one big, the biggest question I have for you, and it's probably we're coming to the end of the show here. We'll, we'll dive into our lightning round here in a little bit. But what is the number one piece of advice out of all the experiences you've had? You've you've gone from very big highs to very big lows, back up to big highs again. What is the number one piece of advice you could give an aspiring entrepreneur today? Get a mentor or a coach. And it doesn't have to be a paid one. It could be somebody in the business nearby you. Uh, get someone that knows what they're doing and meet with them, uh, you know, once a week or whatever. And you, it's important to try to just create from scratch something you don't know without that guidance is going to, could create losses. And it definitely creates the school of hard knocks for you. So that would probably be my number one advice get a mentor or coach on whatever venture you're looking after that has experience in what you're doing. Not Which is what you, you, you're saying, essentially saying get education, right? You, you well, education and, and, and accountability. And accountability. I mean, yep. It's kind of a little bit of both. Hey, John, what are you working on this week? Well, I'm working on this. Oh, well, that's wrong. This is right. This is wrong. Now, what are you going to do next week? So... Awesome. Awesome stuff. Well, look, at the end of every show, I want to be respectful of your time, but we get into a lightning round. Uh, are you ready to jump into it? I don't know. I hope so. (laughs) These questions are going to be super easy, hopefully. (laughs) 
Um, it's just five questions and it, you know, you can give as long or as short of answers as you want. Uh, the first question is, tell me the daily habit you practice to keep on track towards your goals. I get up uh, and I didn't do this for a lot of years, but, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the book miracle morning, but I'm very, 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 I, very familiar. <laughs> okay. Well, I started that long before the miracle morning, but it did change my world. So I always said I was not a morning person and there was no way I was going to get up when it was dark. So I get up when it's dark and I spend a little time with God and I look at my day and I work out every single mm. day. So I get a good couple of hours before anyone comes at me with mm. all of that. And when I don't get that, my day runs a lot harder. <laughs> when I do that, my days are more successful, productive, happy, joyful, peaceful. I mean, there's so much out of that. So that's a habit that I think is vital, starting awesome. your day right. No, I think it's super important to have those couple of hours in the morning. Whatever you do, it's working out, meditation, journaling, cool. just taking some time just personal to personal development. Not, personal development, correct. Don't look at your freaking phone. <laughs> just to you well, know, read. Because that's where the training is. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a big fan of you know just trying to be have a bit of time with no screen. Just just because we always spend so much time in front of it. I, I feel like that's true. That 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 nag you you said you hit it on the head that before people are at you, right? You've got to get up in the dark because people are going to be at you at eight o'clock or seven o'clock or whatever it is. And you're like, that, that anxiety of like, I've got to get it done before before yeah. people are at no, me. No, because... the first 45 minutes is none of that. And actually in, incorporate five minutes of shut, just listening. Mm, I mean, quiet. whether that's prayer, some people call it that, but you know, just listening. How about just shutting it down? I mean, mm -hmm. if you listen to um, a lot of the, you know, Napoleon Hill and you know, it's all about what download can you get that will cause. So five minutes of that is super helpful as well. Awesome, awesome. After you wake up and have your coffee. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Question number two, um, who is the most influential person in your career to date? Oh, wow. Well, I guess I'd have to say Mark and Bob because Mark, I, Bob. I did hang out with them for a couple of years. Um, they were, they were as far as a, it is nice to have somebody that you could look up to and, and, and believe that they care about you and mm -hmm. ended up 5,000 turned into a lot more money over time. <laughs> and I ended up being extremely helpful in that area. So they were probably for my career, very helpful. Awesome. Um, in your business today, you'd have, you'd have a tool. And when I say tool, it could be a physical tool, like a phone or a journal, or there's a, might be a, a software. What is the number one tool that you use in your business today on a daily basis? Well, People have told me I'm a Google freak because I, uh, I uh, Google Calendar, Google Tasks, Google Contacts, Google uh, Drive. I mean, I'm a Google freak and it all connects. And, and I don't know how people run the multiple businesses like I have without that connection of tasks, emails, calendar, drive. Um, I use a lot. So, um, and as far as for my real estate business, I have a piece of software that helps me evaluate really fast that I actually spent a lot of money and time on creating instead of using a spreadsheet. Cause you, do you know spreadsheets at all? Like, I'm, I'm, like I'm, I'm, I am, I am a spreadsheet guru. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you understand there's like, sometimes there's this little circumference where you just can't get it. If you change this, it won't change that. So I created a software that when I plug in some numbers really simply, it gives me the price that I need to pay for that property without being emotional about it. Good. So if I change anything on top, it changes the bottom and it is called the bottom line, <laughs> the mm. bottom line deal finder. But right. I use that every day, all day. My VAs use it. I mean, it's how we figure out after pulling in the comps and other things uh, really quickly within a 
10, 15 minutes, I can, I can know without getting emotional what I could pay for that property. Awesome. So we use awesome that for stuff. real estate. For real estate, good stuff. Uh, in one sentence, what has been the biggest failure in your career and what'd you learn from that failure? Not depending on others. Not again. depending on others, yeah. yeah just just making it all about me. Make it mm -hmm. all about others. Make it, how, how can you help? What did I ask the seller? What did I, you know? So how can you be better for the world? Make that your goal, not what's in it for me. Got it. Last question for you. Where can people reach you to continue the conversation? They want to be in your sphere. They want to find out a little bit more about what you do. Where do they go? Um, I have a website where they can pick up some free stuff if they're looking to do real estate investing. And then there's some stuff that comes in there. It's called reiposse.com, reiposse. If you go there and stick your email in, you're going to get some conversations with me. You can hit unsubscribe anytime you want to stop, but that's a, a way. And then tamaraaragon.com. So R-E-I-P-O-S-S-E, -S -S -E, right? Yeah. Com. Do you know what a posse is? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure that we had the right spelling because some people All right, I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. And then Tamara, T-A-M-E-R-A-A-R-A-G-O-N.com. Awesome stuff. Well, Tamara, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the show today to share your incredible experience. A um, couple of things I want to reflect back to you, what I took away from today's show. I think obviously the resolve is huge. Your resolve and ability to back yourself, I think has been the, in my opinion is the underlying chemistry underlying nuts and bolts of your success you, you you constantly learn know how to back yourself and you didn't give up your resolve to not give up i think is really really important particularly when you hit rock bottom and you realize that the one pillar of of the business wasn't how life works and you need to be a little bit more spread across your health and your, your relationships and all that sort of stuff so i think that's really really important um but also how you've continued to evolve as an entrepreneur over time you haven't let things keep you down getting back on the horse dusting off the knees and, and giving it another crack because that 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 is what resolve is so uh, and i love what you said about getting a mentor you know it's so important to go out there and have someone who's accountable um, but also can keep you on track towards your goals did, did i leave anything out no you did really great thank you thank you so much this has been really fun and thank you for taking time to listen and letting me share and hopefully other people will be inspired and and uh to move forward and not give up and real exactly. estate investing really can be a path to your freedom Exactly. No, 100% completely agree with you. Well, look, thank you again for taking some time out of the day to, to, to jump on the show. Enjoy the rest of your week and we'll catch up very, very soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, there you have another cracking episode jam-packed with some incredible advice from Tamara. Um, please jump over to her website at reiposse.com. She's full of so much incredible knowledge and experience, and I'm sure you can get a lot out of her if you're looking to get started as, uh, as a, in, in real estate in life to help you create a, a lifestyle that you want and you want to dream of. So go over to that website uh, and make sure you check her out. Uh, I want to thank you all again for taking some time out of, out of your day to tune in to continue to grow your financial IQ because that's what we're all about here on this show. And we're going to do it all again next week. So be bold, be brave, and remember, go give life a crack.